What does the transition from winter to spring and the observance of Easter have in common with the inner life of our heart? What do they show about the process that occurs within? Those serve as milestones that we can look to that remind us this is not the end, it's only the beginning. I love the changing of seasons. They mean a lot to me and fall and spring are my two favorite. Fall because you get to wear sweatshirts and sit around campfires and hang out with friends. And spring has a special meaning as well. It's a movement from death to new life and a transition that also occurs within ourselves. Winter is a metaphor for the time where the life of the heart goes underground, where the things on the outside die, the leaves have gone, the flowers are no longer there, and all we see are bare branches. And that occurs within our own lives, that most of our successes can no longer be seen. Today, is Good Friday, and Sunday, many will celebrate Easter. It's a milestone in the life of Jesus involving death and the restoration of life. Crucifixion was the Roman form of capital punishment. So the wrists and the ankles of the offender or someone who was found guilty of a crime was nailed to a wooden structure called a cross. And it was then raised and anchored into the ground where the person hung, suspended in the air, their arms stretched out on either side, publicly exposed, and just trying to breathe. Some of us will go through times where we feel like we've been crucified, so to speak, in some measure, We're publicly exposed, mocked, and ridiculed both to our faces and behind our backs. I don't want anyone to be alone in that space because that experience is not exclusive to any one of us. It's something all of us go through, even those who mock us. The problem is that when one of us is going through it, A lot of us don't know how to draw closer to that person. Instead, we often go silent and look away and leave that person alone. And maybe it's because we don't know what to say or do in the moment. Maybe it's because we're just really glad it's not us this time. Or maybe it's because we are interpreting what we see in a way that justifies staying away from what really looks messy. At any rate, for those of us going through a death experience, the lack of compassionate presence is not a reflection of whether or not we need it or deserve it. I know I 
have a hard time remembering that in the moment, but it's true. It's a reflection more so of maybe the community we find ourselves in or the overall state of our humanity because we really are still learning how to do this loving thing really well, especially when it involves dealing with loss. Some of us are in the midst of a death of some kind. Perhaps we've received a diagnosis and we're having to let go of an old way of looking at life. Maybe we're having to reassess how we see things, and that includes a dying of some kind. Perhaps something didn't work out as we planned. I know that's really hard. Our career, a relationship, losing an entire community of people. Some of us are having to die to our reputations. Sometimes it's because of our own actions. Sometimes it's because of how other people interpret and perceive our life. Either way, we're having to die to how we want others to see us. And what is more painful is if that dying takes place in front of people. We're exposed, ashamed, and It feels like it's all for the world to see and not many know how to draw close and wrap this warm blanket of dignity and belonging around us or around each other during those times. When Jesus was taken down from that cross, wrapped in linens and spices, I found it so symbolic of what we all need for ourselves and what we can do for others in the midst of our crucifixions, our our deaths, our having to let go of things. You see, most of Jesus' friends actually left. Witnessing what was happening was so gruesome, so painful, and so confusing. I mean, none of it made sense. And the outcome that they were looking for didn't happen. Their disappointment was overwhelming, and so they walked away. And what stands out to me is that their attachment to a specific outcome was more than their love of a friend. So only a few stayed around and took Jesus off the cross, wrapped him and laid his body to rest. And we all need that. We all need tended to. We all need others to ease our suffering. We all need to be clothed in dignity while we enter a time of winter within. For some of us, we have entered the tomb. It's the period that happens after the death of some kind. It's that time where some part of us has died. Maybe it's an old life. Maybe It's a perspective or an optimistic bent towards life. The thing about a tomb is that it is silent. I mean, there's really nothing to do. Just wait. We don't know what is next. In fact, there doesn't even seem to be a next. And this is the hard part. Within, we're not moving in the same circles as before or at the same pace oftentimes. Without, we might look like everything is normal, but within, we're aware of the pain, we're aware of the dark, 
we know that we have died to what was. It's also a lot like making bread a little. After you make the dough, you cover it and you walk away and you let it rise, except we are now the dough. We are covered alone in the dark, not even knowing if we will rise. Elizabeth O'Connor said, quote, to participate in change is to participate in death. That quote is so meaningful to me. It's true. I think that's why change comes so hard to us, whether that's bringing change to ourselves or to our families, to our organizations, we must all participate in some kind of death, death to our egos, death to how others see us, maybe death to the way we want to see ourselves, death to the things that bring us security. The tomb is a place of darkness, of incubation. And Sumon Kidd pointed out in one of my favorite books called When the Heart Waits, she talked about how everything incubates in darkness. The caterpillar in the chrysalis, the seed in the ground, the child in the womb, or the true self within our soul. These all occur in darkness. And when I first realized that, It brought such meaning to me. I was a little less scared of the dark that I found myself in. It held a special meaning and significance to me. It was no longer a sign of something wrong with me or of having to get myself together, but it was, it became a place that held promise for a new life even though there were many times I wondered if that new life would ever emerge. It's always so helpful to have a friend that sits outside of that tomb waiting for us to emerge. What a comfort it has been to me to hear the voices of a few friends from the outside reassuring me, hey, it's okay. You will be okay. It helps me to submit and surrender to the process that is taking place within me. And then after some time, and it can never come soon enough for us, is the return of spring or the term we use in the story of Jesus is resurrection. It has to do with the return of life of What was once dead now gets to live again. But it's not just about the return of an old life. It's the beginning of a new life. It's same, but new. It has a deeper essence. And I just love that. It speaks so deeply to the inner journey of our heart, to the inner life of the heart. So when spring comes, when It's time to emerge from that tomb. It's like the dawning of a new life. What emerges may be a new pattern of being in the world. Maybe we're no longer focused on pleasing others, but instead are focused on carrying out a purpose. Our busyness has been replaced with a deep sense of mission, or maybe our time is no longer filled with activity 
but our steps are intentional. We're no longer restricted by needing a good reputation or by protecting it. We're, we've left go to that. We are now free to step into who we really are no matter what. Our life has been restored and we get to live again. And so to summarize everything really and tie all of this together to say that one, our inner journey, the journey of the heart is reflected in the stories and the rituals and even the changing of seasons that we can look to all of these things to gain a sense of where we're headed, to gain an understanding of the process of transformation that we're participating in, that that is being done within us. Two, that if you're in the dark, if you're in a time where you are having to die to something, or maybe you find yourself standing in the middle of a life that is now in ruins. I want you to know that it's going to be okay. That the ruins of a, of a life can be the foundation for a new one. Can be the rubble from which we emerge new people. That life can be restored again. That's the promise of spring. That's the promise of Easter. And may each of us have people who are familiar with this process, with the transition from winter to spring, with the transition from death to life, and who aren't afraid of darkness and mess, but can draw closer to us, can wait with us, can wrap us in linens of belonging and warmth, and who wait with us as we incubate life in the dark. And when those first green shoots of a new life begin to emerge and we take our first steps out into a new way of being, whatever that is, may we turn and become the people who will wait with their friends. We will recognize the transition into winter within the lives of others and that we will become the whispers in someone else's dark night in someone else's dark tomb saying it's going to be okay spring is coming Easter is on the way Mm -hmm.